Well, great afternoon, everyone. Happy Freedom Friday to you. This is your host, Justina DeMarco. Hoping all is well. And thank you for joining in. Uh, today's episode is actually going to be um, pretty dynamic. I've got an incredible guest on the line, Michael Ryan. And I'm sure you will be able to take away lots of get getaways uh, and different nuggets that he has to offer. And uh, Michael is a certified health and wellness coach, an entrepreneur, an advocate for humanity, among many other things. And we are graced today to actually take from him the things that he has to share and maybe apply it into our own lives or however it could be useful for you. So I introduce to you Michael Ryan. Oh, wow. You are way too kind, Miss Jacina. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, for sure. Well, Michael, why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, awesome, awesome. My name is Michael Ryan. Uh, I am 38 years old. I am from Los Angeles, California. Uh, what, what, where, where can I begin? Um, sports is definitely, I'm a huge Laker fan. And um, I think my purpose is something that I found out about three years ago. So I'm, I'm definitely a beachy type of pers person. Um, I love to travel. Uh, some of the places I've been to, uh, Costa Rica, uh, Chicago, St. Louis, uh, Florida was last year. And this is usually just through work and helping people, um, you know, through our, our wellness program that we have. Uh, and, and that's basically it. I'm single, don't have any kids, not yet. Do want to get married. But uh, right now I'm just really focusing on uh, serving. And that's that's a little bit about me. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Well, thank you. Yeah, so um, what propelled you to get involved in health and wellness? Well, about roughly four years ago now, um, I found out that I had high blood pressure. And, you know, at first I was like, this, this is something I can kind of shake off through exercising. And it got to the point where it was um, it was it was, it was devastating. You know, I found out, you know, I had a regular checkup at the doctor's office and the doctor immediately says, Hey, you know, we're going to have to put you on medication to lower your blood pressure down. And I'm thinking in my mind, exercise can be something that I'm already doing. I was already doing half marathons. Um, I, you know, I exercise at least two to three times out of the week, but my eating habits were really poor. So uh, I, I tell people Chick-fil-A had my, my debit card on file. <laughs> and um yeah I just the doctor basically said you know we're going to put you on these pills and I just wanted a whole different solution because my family already have a, a lineage of uh you know hypertension uh, breast cancer inflammation uh type 2 diabetic that's all that all kind of runs in in my family and I said I just want to do something different and uh learn a different aspect of health and wellness and um I found this amazing program that really shaped my mindset into how I think more than just getting healthy. Because when you think about health, it's not so much what you eat, but what you think. And uh, this program literally, I, I would say, changed my life. You know, for within two weeks, I lost about 10 pounds in two weeks, which was great. Uh, I didn't even know I had 10 pounds to lose. I'm a pretty fit guy. But uh, I kind of got off, you know, some of the excess, uh, you know, belly fat. 
due to the, those poor eating habits. And uh, at that time, my blood pressure was about 197 over 96. And I just said, you know, I, I need to lower this. And since that time, it's been lowered and I've been able to monitor it for about the four years. And I've never taken a, a, a any type of high blood pressure since doing this program. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been amazing. It's been really amazing. Yes, thank you for sharing that. And really, that's what this podcast is all about, is taking charge as being proactive with our, both our health and wellness. And we'll discuss it a little bit here, but you mentioned uh, mental health, uh, which is not addressed a whole lot, uh, yet that's where everything kind of goes in terms of our, our wellness, is not so much how we look, but how we feel. Right. Yes. Would you agree with that, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, bringing up like health issues, usually there is something that really prompts us to uh, get well, if it's just um, obesity or uh, some sort of scare, you know, a health scare, unfortunately, is one of the main reasons people switch because there's really no other choice if you want to live a productive life, you know, but to be healthy. So when you're speaking of high blood pressure uh, and different inflammation, breast cancer or cancer in general is kind of in your lineage. And there are, I'm sure, tons of people on this uh, broadcast, you know, listening to this and they can definitely relate, you know, and um, how we take natural approaches to heal ourselves uh, instead Mm -hmm. of going down the uh, path of conventional medication which could, you know, be, a, we could be on that for the rest of our lives. Right. Uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I hope no. the listeners know that, you know, there are alternative ways to deal with different issues within our body. And that's what this program is all about is freedom and freedom comes from mental more than physical right. to make decisions. Definitely. Uh, would you have, you want to add anything to that? Um, I mean, and I mean, just in terms of what I believe is having, of course, having a healthy mind, healthy body and having healthy finances. If one of those, if just one of those things are off, uh, life is going to be really tough. Right. So if you think about it, if, if you don't have a healthy mind, if you're stressed out, right, whether it's through your job or through your, your, uh, your family, you can make some really unhealthy decisions if you're stressed out, whether you eat, either if you're happy or you're not happy, uh, which can play a part into your weight. And then also, um, you know, your finances as well. Um, so those are the three things I kind of kind of model my life after. And that's through, you know, the program that I, I, you know, I coach and now teach to other people is really how to, of course, find find a balance with what they want to do but more importantly what is it what would a total lifestyle transformation look like um for them you know the the great thing about it is i i meet them exactly where they're at and i help them with whatever they're trying to get to so that's 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 kind of my two cents on what you're saying yes indeed indeed and uh going through your own transformation i'm sure enlightened you of course to want to help others and i'm sure people that are in your circle 
uh, or in any type of influence that you had, it motivated or inspired them to help themselves, depending on whatever uh, that had come from, uh, what, whatever space they were in. They were like, well, if Michael can do it, then I can do it. Mm -hmm. And then it's just it spreads, you know, like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's kind of what happened to you. Uh, how did that make you feel going with your in, in the process of your physical and mental transformation? Um, what did it do for you and how does it make you feel like your best self? I would say, I mean, I think earlier when I was talking about like purpose, you know, I thought for me it was just getting up and going, going to a job that I didn't really care for so much. And, um, you know, as I started getting healthier and learning about structure in my diet and learning about hydration, learning about, um, you know, having, um, you know, proper sleep, things that, you know, they're not going to necessarily teach you so much in secular education. Uh, but I started learning, okay, wow, I could help myself and this feels good and I have more energy and of course, I want to share this with some of my friends and my family. And then it just kind of, it kind of trickled down into about, you know, 106 people so far that I've helped. And that just even saying that out loud to you, just seen as just like, wow, like, because I made a decision to get healthy, 106 people just through uh, me making that one decision are able to live a life that they didn't think was possible and that that keeps me going you know because I'm, I'm going to be honest some days are not always the best inspiring or best motivating motivation kind of comes and goes uh, but habits are, are what's sustainable and that's really what I try to teach um, a lot of my clients and also uh, the people that I work with my business partners is, is working on their habits and their mindset so it feels great it feels really really good actually that's good. That's really good. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like you said, it really plays into how you affect other people. It's kind of a kind of a give back uh, program. Mm. And there's it's priceless when you have changed or transformed, been, I guess, a, a, a conduit and helping people transform their own lives. I mean, that's just priceless yeah. uh, to me. You can price on that and to go to sleep at night knowing that you've helped so far 106 people I mean that is just phenomenal and yeah. only imagine what how you feel knowing that you did it for yourself and for others uh, so yeah earlier you were uh, kind of talking to me about the charities and how it's really starting to um, permeate and bleed over into some of your purposes and and um, and uh, passions for your community and what had been placed on your heart, different organizations that you want to uh, begin uh, a program for to give back to your community. Can you tell me a little bit or tell us a little bit about those charities and why you got involved with them? Sure, sure. So my, my mother worked for City of Hope for 20 plus years uh, she works with UCLA now and I, I she would you know I would say at the time drag me <laughs> drag me drag me to certain charity functions uh Beverly Hilton Hotel and um you know I would I would be like a, a runner they, they call it a runner you know for different shows and and 
different awards that she was a part of. So that, you know, being, being at a young age, I said, wow, this is pretty cool. And, you know, I didn't necessarily know everything that was going on, but that's something I kind of grew up with. And then when I, you know, when I started, um, you know, coaching and helping with their lifestyle and getting healthy, uh, a lot of my friends, that's, they were, they were kind of giving in a charity and talk to me more about charity and what, what, what interests you and what, what's your passion. And to be honest with you, um, a lot of people don't know this, but I was homeless um, about 12 years ago, uh, briefly uh, sleep, sleeping on couches, uh, staying at different friends' houses and just really trying to get out of uh, a situation that I found myself in. And that particular passion has stayed with me for a very long time in terms of helping, right? Because there's plenty of people that are um, that are on the streets and, you know, maybe they don't have family or they suffer from schizophrenia or we don't, we don't know. Maybe they have an ailment that, that, that keeps them there, right? I think the stigma sometimes is this person's lazy, so they're, I'm, not, I'm only going to give them a dollar or two dollars or whatever we have. So I also uh, did a little bit of fundraising for uh, a few charities out here, ASPCA, Doctors Without Borders, uh, Save the Children. Uh, those were some of the charities that I've, I've been involved in and just seeing that and see how it operates and see how ch uh, child's, you know, families and children's lives are being saved just by making, you know, a contribution, whether it's, I don't, you know, whatever your contribution is, uh, it really impacted me. I said, okay, this is something that I want to do. So the charity that I'm uh, looking to start is, um, is something geared back to something that I personally experienced of, of more of a rehabilitation for the homeless. And what that, what that would look like is it's an institution that similar to education, if they do suffer from schizophrenia, there's uh, doctors and also nurses that help treat that. We're not, we're not looking for them from a pill standpoint, but literally treating it from a, a different aspect, maybe um, more of a, a different aspect of that. Um, and we're teaching them skills. We're teaching them different skill sets to actually put them back into society. And I feel, I really genuinely feel that having a program like this would, would lessen, would lessen a lot of the homeless that are on the streets right now of, uh, you know, not just Southern California, but uh, nationwide. And that's, that's my goal. That is literally my goal. And that's what I'm extremely passionate about. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Michael. And it is, it's really important um, to know that we kind of look down on homeless people and see them probably, even if it's on, on an unconscious level, as being lesser than. But it's pretty amazing kind of tying in mental health and uh, mental issues into that. Once a person feels that they're unworthy or worthless or however that may show up to them, it really doesn't matter. On our streets now, we have uh, former doctors, attorneys, uh, engineers, people with really great skills that lost it all. Uh, maybe financially they went destitute. Uh, maybe their practice closed down. Uh, unfortunately, maybe a divorce uh, to where they had to give everything to the other party and living out of their car or on the streets. And our first thing is, you know, how can someone with that much education 
feel worthy or not just start over, pick up where they left off, but it gets back to that mental state. Uh, it doesn't matter a genius or, or whoever, but we are who we think about. Mm. And once we feel that way about ourselves, it really doesn't matter. It's kind of like being in a stuck situation uh, to just pick up and say, okay, let me start over because that mindset, that toxic mindset kicks in. And before you know it, you've kind of given up on yourself. Mm -hmm. So we just don't have lazy people on the streets. A lot of these people are actually professionals, which is a, adds a huge dynamic to it. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you uh, 100%. That is very true. You never know. I mean, you, you see someone and you look them in their eyes and you don't you don't know what their 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 background or their circumstances are and, and how they ended up where they're at. And you could say the same thing for someone who does have it all. You don't know their background or circumstances to um, allow them or afford them the opportunities that they have. But at, but we are all one race, right? We are all one human race. And um, that's what's important. And it's we, we have to help each other, especially in this time that we're living in right now. Yes, for sure. This is the ideal time of all time, I believe, that's ever existed for us to come together as a people, as humans, and put everything else on the shelf and really open our eyes to what's going on. And as you stated, we're all one, one and all. Uh, we're all human beings, and underneath everything, we're uh, comprised of all the same things, our organs and everything in our blood everything indicates the fact that we are all the same, although we don't look physically like one another. So I appreciate you sharing that. And you mentioned about uh, possibly having your own facility in the uh, future or even near future. And what your dream is, is to actually have like an all-in-one facility uh, to where homeless people can actually go and get uh, self-care, um, health care, have doctors, potentially psychologists or counselors. Why don't you share a little bit about that passion you have and that dream you have to do that? Well, I, I like I said, just in, in terms of being on the streets, um, you know, I don't suffer from any of those type of ailments. It was, you know, one of those financial um, misplacements of just, you know, job layoff that situation uh and and moving from that standpoint but the facility that i have the the idea that i have roughly is is i would say like the harvard or yale for uh like a, as a homeless shelter so you know when you go to a homeless shelter i live in long beach california so you have the long beach coalition there and, and there's different shelters there that i've gotten a chance to visit and um it's, you know, they say, you know, the things that's missing the most are socks and socks are needed. But, you know, to me, that's like putting a Band-Aid on, on a, a huge epidemic and a huge problem. So the facility that I have in mind roughly would be um, you have you have housing and, and it's literally within uh, a timetable. And that timetable you have maybe, you know, maybe 90 days. And 90 days may seem a little short, so but it's accelerated. Within that 90 days, you're taking homeless, you know, from these shelters and you're taking them to the facility. Uh, they're being, you know, they're being treated for whatever illnesses that they personally have to try to help them come off of medications. Uh, with that, 
you're teaching them a skill set. In that skill set, whether it's, uh, you know, being an electrician or uh, being a carpenter or, um, you know, learning whatever, whatever skill set, you know, that they would like to learn as you're, you know, you're talking to them about what, what they're passionate about, because these are human beings. Uh, sometimes we kind of discard them like they're not human beings anymore. Um, you're looking at them and you're talking to them and you're finding out what their skill sets are and you're teaching it to them and you're actually placing them. Uh, and the way I look at it is, you know, great sponsorships like, uh, you know, Target, Best Buy, uh, Amazon, uh, you know, big box companies like that. I would love to partner up with them. And um, yeah, I mean, put them right into the workforce, right into the workforce. Um, if it's Phillips, if it's a General Electric, things of that nature, put them right into the workforce. And that, I, I believe, honestly, is how we can lessen um, what's going on, what's going on with, um, you know, people being out on the streets. Yes, that is that is wonderful. And your heart uh, for humanity is just so huge. And uh, definitely we need more and more people like that. And actually, speaking of uh, getting skill sets for people uh, to be employable, the top two in terms of employment uh, fields that anyone can go into right now are technology and healthcare. By far, yeah. the top two. And there's no way you cannot get plugged into something in those industries, which is, you know, hence what we're speaking of today healthcare and technology. Um, so that's great for to have that skill set and to go out and actually get him employed immediately, uh, really, and not have just something that there's really no opportunity for. You don't want that type of training uh, or, or trades being taught if there's no room or a demand for it. So I, I think that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I, and I mean, to add to your point, yeah, I mean, coding – coding any type of system or learning a system of course technology is is huge i mean we're already in that space of uh ai and i know that's a whole other topic but yeah of course that would be something that's a part of the program itself where they're learning um they're learning how to how to be self-sufficient uh, i think i think at some point in time that's they just they stopped or they were, or they just, you know, had, they just gave up. So it's also, it's also re, you know, reprogram their mindset as they're going through that, that they can do it, that there is a belief system that they could do the work and actually um, be very, very great at it. Yes, yes, for sure. And that brings up the whole idea of taking this mental approach, and we cannot really stress that enough. Uh, for the people to actually have the mentality to think they can. And a lot of these people are smart uh, to begin with. So they can just go in and get the employment opportunities that they need. There's a facility there. I'm sure you'll have people in place representing different companies that are looking to hire. I mean, that is just, it really is a huge thing. And um so, yeah, kudos for you for doing that. We need more and more people that way to really a dream to have a facility that's open to help other people who have 
fallen on fallen on hard times or whatever has happened to them to get them back on their feet, get them the right skill sets to go back out into society uh, to be a, a, a functional citizen. I mean, that that's huge. Yeah. And not just not that it's a, a, a bad thing or but to house people without giving them skills is a, a disservice, honestly. Uh, kind of the mm-hmm. old adage, you know, you give a person a fish maybe once, but then you buy them a rod and help them become a fisherman. Mm-hmm. And that is the way that we need to take the approach, although we do have housing for homeless people, but they're just going to come back the next month and the next year if nothing is done with the paradigms and the thought processes that they have in their mind. It's just going to keep repeating itself in those cycles and patterns. Would you agree with that? I, I agree with that 100%. 100%. Uh, absolutely right with that. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's just, um, it's a huge problem. So no one wants to, or I'm not saying no one, but it's a huge problem. So it's like, okay, well, what direction do we go in? And I, I feel like this, this could be a, a huge mass, a massive direction to go in to help. Absolutely. That mental approach, everything starts in the mind. So definitely taking a, mm-hmm. a mental approach to it will kind of take care of everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I have a, Kind of a good question for you. If you, Michael, had a $100 million, okay, and you could invest mm-hmm. in health technology with no red tape, uh, how would you invest that money? That's a really great question. $100 million is a lot of money. Um, $100 million in uh, healthcare and technology. Um, I feel like the two definitely have been married to each other at some point in time uh, don't know when but um what would i personally invest in um i would actually i would see about getting us free health care mm-hmm. i would see uh, you know for me i would i would invest in trying you know at least you know if you made a certain level of income, let's just say it was under 30, 30,000, um, maybe it was $30,000 for the year. It would be, um, and you didn't have healthcare insurance. I would, I would have, I would have a program that's created to where you had free health insurance. And I, and I'm not talking like HMO, nothing wrong with HMO, but I, I would say PPO, I would say PPO and having a plan to help you and your family because you know when you're sick and you have kids or you got a family and and it's uh if you don't have health care and you can't see a doctor uh you know i i don't i don't know that's that's just it's just not good It's, it's terrible it's terrible and as far as technology is concerned um i feel technology we're always making advancements i mean we're making advancements with you know, the, the new 5G towers and some people love it. Some people don't love it. The, the effects on what happens with 5G towers and the people. So as far as technology is concerned, I would, I would, I would try to advance it in a way of where it was more helpful than harmful. Mm. And, and with that, I need to do more research on what I want to invest in with 
with, with that type of money, to be honest with you, to be very, very honest with you, because that, like I said, that's a lot of money, $100 million. Healthcare, for sure, making sure, um, every, you know, there maybe there's a policy or a program where people can have healthcare who are who don't have it for free. Um, and then with technology, I would look into, uh, again, going into skill sets. So maybe it's teaching kids uh, in inner cities coding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started learning how to code myself just for fun about mm, three years ago. So I just went on the Code Academy and started learning the basics, you know, Ruby Rails and uh, things of that nature. I started learning how to do that just, just, just to teach myself. But I think it'd be great if there was a program where, you know, kids were learning that already, you know, and not just necessarily um, certain schools, but all schools. It was almost mandatory because this is, this is their future. You know, the, the, what, what you and I, you know, did, you know, way back when for jobs. Um, those jobs are going to be obsolete. So they're going to be obsolete. And, um, you know, that wave of technology is going to be pretty much the forefront of, of getting ahead. And, and um, I, I feel like with that type of money, that's what I would, my interest in investments would be. Yes, for sure. sure. Yeah, that, that's, uh, you made some very good points there. And I think as far as healthcare is concerned, uh, there is a point I believe that we all come to when we can just be human uh, for a while. Like the HMOs are great, you mentioned, uh, but you have, you're restricted most of the time to what doctors you can see. And maybe you need something Mm -hmm. a little more, or a person may need something a little more advanced that only a PPO can offer, uh, such specialists Mm -hmm. and different uh, types of professionals and doctors who specialize in whatever type of condition they have that they may not get that same treatment quality of care at a, a, a HMO or some organization that does not uh, offer that at no cost, uh, the specialist that they need. So for sure. And with technology, definitely the, um, you know, automated artificial intelligence, you know, a lot of companies and people with entrepreneurs are going toward AI and um, to how that's really eliminating a lot of jobs from people answering the phones to uh, physically doing labor. You know, everything is, is done with robots pretty much nowadays, which in the future is really, it is obsolete and it's unfortunately going to put a lot of people out of work uh, technology if they don't uh, increase their, their skill sets to come to that, then they may be unemployable, say in the next five years or, or 10 at most, but probably just around the corner. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, definitely uh-huh. agree. So, uh, Michael, if you could have dinner with three people alive or passed on, who would they be and why? It's gonna sound cheesy. But it's true. Um, I would say Jesus, Mark Zuckerberg, and Michael Jordan. So let's start. Let's start yeah. with Jesus. Yeah, Jesus go ahead. Great. So, so yeah, I I would just say, in terms of uh, you know, and that conversation would just be 
I'd have probably a list of questions if I if, if I had a a conversation with Jesus. And it and it would literally be um you know empathy, compassion, how how does he show it the most? Um, you know, his his points on on really loving people and what, what he really looks for in people and, and just really understanding, okay, well, how, how is it that, you know, of course, I don't know if, if any, you know, listeners are Bible readers or anything like that, but um, I, I would really kind of dive into, to, to how he, how he felt on a, on a day-to-day basis and what his mindset was. I mean, of course, you know, he all died for us and um, that, that is something that we could never repay um, at all, but just by really pretty much living our life, you know, from a, a biblical standpoint. So I, w- I would kind of ask him some questions from there. Um, Mark Zuckerberg is definitely somebody that's been uh, a huge hero for me. I don't think I voice it out too much um, from the fact that he followed his passion and his vision despite of right? Like you finish, you don't, you know, you don't graduate from, mm-hmm. from college. It's a great college. It's a great school, great mm-hmm. university. And you have this idea that carries you into what we have now. Uh, that's a universal platform of connectivity. And that conversation and, and sitting down with him would just be um, asking him about people management. I, I would ask him, you know, how do you manage people? Because you got, you know, from the, you know, from the store, I've seen the social network and I read the book, um, you know, that was, it was a great book, by the way, Ben, I think it's Ben uh, Miserec, I think Mm -hmm. that was the book. Um, I think so. I can't, I can't remember the author's name, but it it was a great book. It was based off of um, the book came, social, the social network came from the book. And uh, I read that book and, I, and I, I was delighted by it. It was great. But I was thinking to myself, I would, I would ask him, you know, how do you manage people? A person that doesn't necessarily have tons of friends, or that's what they portray him as. Um, how do you manage people? And then from there, how do you manage them to be uh, effective at what, what um, to build something or, or to invest in your particular dream or vision? Um, because, you know, Facebook employs hundreds of thousands of people at their their campus so i'll definitely ask him that question and um i would ask him what his home life is this is someone that is i would say pretty private but you know like what is it like being like you know a father that's a multi-billionaire that is running something that is huge and you know how, how do you balance that how do you balance your work life uh, with your home life or is, are they, are they coinciding or together? Um, I would ask that, I would ask that question. And then with Michael Jordan, um, this is the greatest of all time, greatest, you know, basketball player of all time. Um, a lot of the culture and the things came from, from Michael Jordan. So I would ask him what, what kept him driven all these years or all those Mm -hmm. years, like what, what motivated him? You know, like, you know, I've heard stories online about, you know, maybe it was what someone said on the court or certain feeling, but motivation comes and goes. I, I consider myself uh, Michael the motivator. You know, that's that's what I consider myself. But when you're playing at a high level like this, 
um, and you're playing these games and you're, you know, whether you lose or you win, what was it, what was it that motivated him on a, on a consistent basis to work out um, the way he did and to execute the way he did? Um, and that, and that would, that, that would be my questions for those individuals. Yeah, that's, that's pretty um, ironic that you chose those three uh, figures because we have one that represents spirituality have one that represents right. business success and how to run a successful business from various aspects and sports, of course, ties into that competitive edge and uh, wanting more and a friendly way uh, to, to get better and better at whatever you do. Um, and, and that's what makes sports so competitive. So yeah, you've got the top three, uh, which is, is which is wonderful. So I appreciate and we appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, are yeah. there any heart-given words or inspiration, uh, words of encouragement that you would like to share or give to our our listeners right now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, coming from being, you know, where I was and you know, currently helping individuals now, I would just say a couple of things. Make sure that you see your vision, you taste it, you touch it, you smell it, and don't stop. And I know this is cliche, but you really cannot stop dreaming. You should have a, a dream circle. And what I mean by a dream circle is literally having uh, a f- friends. They can be one, two, or five, or 10. People that you see on a regular basis that, you both share your ideas and your dreams and you're checking on each other to make sure you're executing on them. Cause it's okay to have dreams, but of course you need to do the work and be consistent with what you're doing and what you're talking about. So make sure that you're doing that. Um, and, and, and just, and don't stop, literally don't stop. You, you can start at whatever age you want to. Um, there's plenty of entertainers and stories that, you know, they'll tell you they got their, their biggest breaks, in their forties or in their fifties because they kept going. So um, you only get one life. And at the end of that life on your tombstone, it should be saying all used up. It should literally say all used up. Not, you know, cause a lot of times we, we don't reach our max, your, our maximum potential because of what maybe some, family or friends or whatever the case or maybe stuff that we feel about ourselves um we may feel that and and we're and we're not we're not going for it so want to make sure that it says all used up at the end of it and um yeah keep going keep 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 striving for your dream but make sure that you go and go visit it so if it's a car if it's a house uh even if it's a family if you want to go cut some things out there's an app that i use called vision board and uh, I have my vision board through on my app on my phone where I can literally, I can see it. Um, and a lot of times I just go and go visit it. You know, there's a, a few homes that I personally like out here in California. I go and um, take a look at them. So that's that's kind of what I'll leave you with, Jacina. And, and that's it. And, and our viewers, thank you so much for listening in. Yeah, that, that's about it. Yes. Okay, great. And it's such an honor to have you on the phone. We've yeah. been friends for a few years now, and I've seen incredible growth. Uh, and you yourself, that self-development and evolving into your, your best self. And I think that's wonderful. 
uh, when you can actually see a person grow, uh, that's not just talking, but doing. And so you're setting example of great leadership for everyone you come in contact you and for people who are observing and following you uh, to make sure that you're aligned with your words and integrity is everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you want to check out my page, I have, uh, you can follow me on Facebook, which is Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Ryan, R-Y-A-N. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm also on Instagram as well. That's Mr. M-R with a dot underscore Michael Ryan. And uh, you can follow me there. And, you know, don't don't be afraid to reach out if you got any questions about getting healthy or you want, you know, a really positive community. I got some really amazing uh, friends that I've been able to kind of meet doing what I do, uh, coaching and helping people with their mindset. So, yes, you know, you're you so welcome, much, Michael. Christina. And thank you for sharing. I'm sure there's a lot of good nuggets that people can benefit from. And we all definitely appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us today to share those nuggets with us. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you for having me, too. Like, this was great. This was a okay, lot of fun. Michael. Thank, thank you. you. Uh -huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.